0: Welcome everybody to Mog Talk. If you guys are unfamiliar, Mog Talk is a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community, discussing everything from savage trading to chocobo racing. Uh, And it is Saturday, March eighteenth, two thousand and twenty-three, and we're bringing on a special guest today. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to stall too long, so you know that special guest is not just sitting there, you know, waiting for me to give a cue here. Uh, Okay, Mage, could you tell everybody uh, who you are?
1: Hello i am a fresh sprout brand new to final fantasy uh and any kind of game like this never played any final fantasy game i came from world of warcraft uh in world of warcraft i write guides for mage and i cast for the race to world first for echo as well so i do dabble in a few things i also compete in world of warcraft i participated in the um mdi which is World of Warcraft's official dungeon esports event. So Mm -hmm. I play WoW quite hardcore. (laughs) And uh, in WoW, I never pay attention to story. I've never even leveled a character because I've boosted all my characters. All Mm. I do in World of Warcraft is dungeons and raids. So this whole experience in Final Fantasy of paying attention to story (laughs) and leveling, this is a whole new experience. I've never played a game for story. I've played first-person shooters. I compete in first-person shooters. I've played League of Legends. I've competed in League of Legends. So I'm super lame. I've never <coughs> played a game just because fun or story, which is really sad.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, uh, we all have the different things that we like. It's surprising how many people don't usually care about game stories until they play Final Fantasy XIV.
2: Mm. <laughs> it's just that's part
1: what stopped of it. me from playing it for so long because obviously it's a, a beloved game so many people love it and i just thought yeah but the thing is i'm not i just don't think i'd appreciate it because i know how i play games and i know how little i care for that and how i don't play games for that reason and mm. i just thought i won't appreciate it so i'm not gonna do it because I'll just not care about anything. And, and and now I'm totally different and I'm so invested. I am so immersed <laughs> and I never thought that, that I, this would happen.
0: <laughs> well, uh, for those who are curious about what today's topic is, of course, we were exploring OK Mages uh, experience throughout Final Fantasy XIV. Every once in a while, I love to bring on players that are coming into the community uh, and discovering Final Fantasy XIV like OK Mages currently right now uh, and just kind of getting their feedback and opinions. Uh, on it. And so that's what we'll be doing today. Um, I do want to ask, just on that topic about, you know, never really getting into games for story or anything else. I'm guessing you you do care about stories and other, do you like read books? Do you watch movies? Do you do anything else to kind of invest you into a story?
1: Yeah, I'm an avid reader. Um... Okay. I used to be a really, really sad kid that would walk around with a book in front of my face reading it in primary school. Like, how much of a nerd am I? Like, I swear I was exaggerating to make it off. I swear I'm not. I used to walk around in the playground with a book in front of my face reading. So I'm an avid reader. Um, and obviously, I appreciate films and series. So I do appreciate story. I've just never played games story or a, mm-hmm. a solo player experience. I just play games competitively.
0: <laughs> okay, so then tell me what were some of the first games that you played then?
1: Uh... Oh, first ever. yeah, I think my cousin had an original Game boy, not the game Boy color, they like the original game boy. And I can't remember what game he was playing. It must have been a Mario game. and then they also had a Nintendo 64 as well, and they played like Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of my first experiences of the game, my dad had a game called Marathon, which I think was the first ever first person shooter game that was made. I think it was made by Bungie and it's really old. And I remember being like two years old, sitting on my dad's lap while he was playing it. And I would, I, I was, I loved watching it. I, I I still remember it when I must've been like two. Uh, mm. I used to call it Batman. <laughs> <laughs> But in terms of what I grew up playing, I grew up playing Call of Duty, Halo. Like, the Halo series has such a special place in my heart. Like, Halo 3, I cannot listen to the the soundtrack. You know, the menu music of Halo, where it's like, oh, sorry to butcher it, but I cannot listen to that now without crying because it's so nostalgic.
0: (laughs) It's pretty epic. Uh, So, okay, well, then that makes sense. Like, you had maybe some rough experiences not rough but i guess like just early experiences with games uh but nothing that was like really hardcore into the story at all and you just start getting the halo and you became one of those x-boy pl- Xbox players
1: i was a console gamer i am yeah. just so sorry i was a console gamer yeah <laughs> Um, oh. I played RuneScape and Habo Hotel and I think I played some other games like Sims yeah. and stuff like that as well but I've just always been a competitive person I was in I competed in sports like I competed in skiing so I've just always been oh. like a really competitive person so that's why gaming is like yeah so <laughs>
2: that's, <fair.
0: gonna> <laughs> that's fair uh so uh At what point did you decide to kind of get into casting and doing kind of like esports commentary?
1: That just randomly happened last year. I still can't believe that I'm doing casting because it's something that I never saw myself doing or looked into or anything like that. Um, I competed in the MDI for the first time. And from there, I guess I was sort of like noticed and uh Raider.io did like an interview with me which is a um like a third party website for mm. World of Warcraft. They like do news and um they report on the MDI and stuff like that. So they did like an interview with me after I did the mm. MDI. Um and they featured me for a week on their page as well, which was really cool. And then just from getting to know them from doing the interview, I was then messaged like, oh, there's gonna be a community event. Would you be interested in casting for it? And I had no idea what that meant. Cause <laughs> as much as I I don't really watch esports sports much, okay, even though okay. I compete, I don't necessarily watch many of the events. So like I get the gist of it is commentating, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know what that looked like. So I was like, I was really hesitant. I was like, sure, okay, why not? Just say yes to everything just say yes and then work out how to do it later like that's future me's problem but so i did like a two-hour segment um for this community (laughs) wow event and then from there um the race to world first was coming up and echo put out a casting call and originally i wasn't gonna do it because i thought well i've done this event but at the same time is this really something that i'm gonna do like This hasn't been something I've ever thought about or considered. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going to sign up. And then somebody messaged me like, you should apply. Like, do it. And (sighs) I thought, you know what? Because I thought that's the... like one of the number one teams in the world they have like the best of the best like who am i i'm this brand new person they yeah. are already these amazing professional casters like why would i apply like, i don't know what i'm doing i've never done this before so you know you just talk yourself out of things mm-hmm. and uh and then i thought you know what i'm just gonna apply i sent out my casting um audition i sent out the first take as well Mm-hmm. I sat there and I did so many takes and in the end, I was just like, I'm just going to send the first one. Like, I'll just send my first take. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, yeah, we loved it. And the rest is history. I ended up casting for the very first time. We, I went to Hamburg and it was such a surreal experience because there was all these people that I've spent my whole WoW life looking up to like Preach, Stratnos, the entire casting team. And then there's all the players as well and also a lot of people in production. And I was just so starstruck the whole time. I was like, who am I? I had the worst imposter syndrome, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, Who am I to be sitting on the couch with like preach casting, like this is crazy. I've been watching this video since I started playing World of Warcraft basically in Legion, and award. So it was a surreal experience. And then mm-hmm. yeah, I've just been casting ever since, I guess. <laughs> Any opportunity, I'm not like, sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can compare to that at least a, a decent bit. Uh, when I started up Talk, which was like eight years ago, uh, I had no clue what I was doing at all. And I was like, let me just turn it on and just see what it, what happens. <laughs> it evolved from there. Yes. And then at some point, you know, uh, I didn't even think about doing commentary or casting or anything. But then I just worked on a couple of community events, uh, to kind of, whatever was going on for PvP in Final Fantasy XIV. And, uh, then we just started doing the World Race stuff a little bit as well uh and then square enix reached out and they're like hey you want to come on and do uh commentary for our pvp stuff at FanFest over it's like 2016. i was like yeah
1: that's <laughs> so cool <laughs> so
0: i immediately i immediately just start practicing with the uh other person who was uh going to be going on stage like for three months we did nothing but just look at pvp videos uh and just try to do commentary every like a few times a week we'd meet up and just fake it until we like we felt confident and good about it. That's
1: and it's, so good.
0: You'd be surprised how many commentators are literally just going on there and doing their best and it just kind of works out because it does. <laughs> and it's it's nerve wracking when you get there and uh, you know, you're like, oh shit, I'm about to be live in front of people. I actually have to do something and be good at it in the next couple of seconds here. But as soon as you get into it, like that first like minute or so, you start talking like it all goes away. and You just get into the zone, right?
1: Yeah. It's always the worst thing. Like it's just that anxiety before you do something, isn't it? And then when you actually do it, it's fine. But it's yeah. the apprehension of like, Ugh.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But no, apparently you're doing a great job at it, you know? Uh, And I have a lot of respect okay. for Echo. Echo has had a... Amazing entry into the Final Fantasy XIV sphere as well. Uh, And, you know, they're still trying to do uh, (laughs) raids right now. It's taken quite a while. It is
1: surreal to me that the fights take this long as a WoW player. I'm like, what? I thought when we did Sepulchre last year, that was a notorious, that was probably the longest dreamed race, like a modern day race. And it was a month. I thought Mm -hmm. that was tough. Yeah. They've been at it for. hey long time <laughs> to
0: be fair, you know they haven't really they weren't like in the world race kind of situation where they're doing sixteen hours a day going really crazy hardcore they're doing about like healthy hardcore <laughs> i guess yeah. like eight hours a day uh and they're taking vacation oh, yeah, hardcore, just eight hours <laughs> yeah yeah uh so i mean uh it took the the world first team a good bit like I think it was ten days or so uh and that's you know it's one boss (laughs) it's one boss so it's a little crazy
1: crazy yeah
0: yeah Yeah. because it's
1: different in final fantasy i'm learning the differences now Mm -hmm. um between the raids they're just different aren't they you just can't compare them they're just totally different experiences
0: yeah no they they are they and the the whole the world racing and going through all that stuff is a completely different experience as well just the challenges that are really there uh, and different perspectives of, you know, gear is like one of the biggest differences between the two. But before we go too much mm-hmm. into that, I do want to make sure chat and everyone else is aware where we are, spoiler wise. Uh, so you told me, but if you don't mind saying it again, and I know you're, you're, tr- you're being safe about it, but just in case, <laughs> where you are in the story, uh, so we could be. Like,
1: where miles. am I in the story? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at 2.3. Okay. I defeated Leviathan think I'm at Bahamut, or oh, the names, the words, everything, panic. Oh, no, um, 2.3.
0: It was a very you,
1: overwhelming you said at it, first.
0: You said it offline, it was Ramu, Ramu. Oh,
1: Ramu, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Ramu, <laughs> that's, that's a... the one. Ramu, yes, yeah. that's where I am in the story. So uh, post ARR, 2.3, Ramu, yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, are... I've
1: been doing coils, so that's the most recent thing, but I think that's a side thing. It's not necessarily the main story. It is,
0: though, so it's, it's like not. I wouldn't, it I, I wouldn't call it side. I wouldn't call it side. Ah. It is a branch in a way, but mm-hmm. definitely, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's side. Uh, I mean, you know... it
1: feels pretty important lore wise, so it's definitely yeah. not a side quest. <laughs>
0: yeah, everything in A Realm Reborn is pretty, like, canon major stuff that you probably, mm. except for, like, the side side quests like the stuff like go pick nine apples for me because you know i feel a little bad today that kind of stuff's not that important but the rating... Even they do that
1: in the ms i <laughs> went to costa del sol and there was a titan threatening the whole entire eorzea and we were fetching wine and cheese for like eight hours they're <laughs> not we were preparing our final banquet i was yep. like these fetch quests <laughs> we have yep. titan to stop this, this is not alarming to anyone we need to age some wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, it's worth it for cheese, so I can't complain. Cheese, cheese is life.
0: I mean, cheese is pretty good, and if you pair it with wine properly, it could be a great experience. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh I, So tell me, tell me story-wise, kind of this is the first one you're really getting into, and I'm gonna let you know I was really into the WoW story at first too. I had books I was reading on the WoW lore, and I was like diving into all the, you know, where Thrall came from, the orcs before they came to uh, Azeroth, like all this stuff. Like I was really diving into the lore, uh, and Final Fantasy 14 knocks it out of the park for sure, uh, in my opinion. Uh, recently, I can't say that I'm an expert in Final Fantasy 14 lore. Uh, but I'm very familiar with the story. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I do wanna hear your opinions on kind of going through this. What are your thoughts of just about everything? Things that stand out to you, why you care so much about it, why you're enjoying it, things like that.
1: So the first thing that strikes me about Final Fantasy is how shiny and glowy it is, <laughs> unbelievable. There are so yeah. many shiny things and I'm just like a toddler in a candy shop the whole time, I'm like, and then uh in terms of the story it just shocks me how much attention to detail there is that's what keeps like blowing me away the Mm. amount of detail in the game from the music to like i love orchestral music so Mm i'm i'm really at home listening to all these different music pieces and they add so much They add so much, oh, what's the word? Not environment, but they just really add to the story. It's so hard to explain. They're so atmospheric. That's the the word I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, atmosphere. And
1: they just add so much. Yeah, to your just, like, even if it's a bad guy, it's really dramatic, or a good guy is very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just adds so much atmosphere. And it is the small things. It is the small things in this game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes I'm paying attention to word in and I'm like, does that mean something? Is that <gasps> foreshadowing? I don't know if I'm looking into it too much sometimes, but it is just awesome. And I feel so attached to the characters as well, which a lot of people are like, you do realize you're like 25% through the tutorial, or at least I was at that point. <sighs> and I was like, yeah, but I really care about everyone. <laughs> I'm really invested. <laughs> <laughs> That's and everyone's like, what... she's not going to survive this game.
0: <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Uh, you know, I I have talked to many people who are very defensive about very, multiple characters, and I'm like, this is this is a video game, but it, it really takes you away from believing it's a video game and you get really attached to everyone like they're your friends. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because yeah. like when you watch a film or a series, like you're obviously very invested in the characters and the story and you care about it, but there's something very different when you're playing it. Like it's obviously it's so much more immersive. Like you're playing the series or film that you're watching and it's just so immersive. Mm-hmm. That's what really gets me. The immersion mm. it's yeah. incredible,
0: yeah, and I they square Enix has always done a really good job with music overall, but this game has been led by uh the composer uh soken which I don't know if anyone's gotten you familiar with his name yet, uh but he is the he's a literal music god at this point, <laughs> so he, hundreds <laughs> hundreds of game tracks, hundreds of them, and you're gonna be able to enjoy all of them and your own pace. I mean, you have, I am so envious of your situation and a lot of people who come into the game at this point because you have literally so much content to just enjoy and invest and you have no rush. There's no rush to it. I mean, you don't have to be up to date. If, if you're trying to get there and live when the expansion comes out, you probably got like a year or two. <laughs> i mean you're okay like a year and a half
1: no way is it that long yeah so when i completed Realm reborn i got like finishing credits and i got really upset i think i even cried like i'm not ready to see end credits yet i feel like i'm just starting and everyone was laughing at me like you do realize you've just done like five or 25 percent of the tutorial and i was like what and everyone's like yeah you're literally crying about the tutorial and I was like what do you mean how am I gonna survive the rest of it and everyone's like yeah you're right you're not gonna survive but I loved it I was so sad I think it's because I don't really know what to expect because I've never played story games when I'm seeing credits I'm like is the base game over do Ooh. we now go on like random tangents of their own contained plot lines like overarching stories over now so I was like uh.
0: I mean are you So you, you
1: saying that is like what? I have got such a journey ahead of me it's crazy.
0: <laughs> well I mean yeah and so I mean do you care to if I tell you how many expansions you have or do you know or is that like I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know names of expansions, so I think next is Heaven's Ward and then I know Shadowbringers and Endwalker. You're missing are one. Expansions, yeah. I think.
0: So you have Heaven's Ward, you have Stormblood. Uh, ah. then you have Shadowbringers, then you have Endwalker. Uh, okay. So you're you're pretty close. Uh, but everything that you... This is... Realm Reborn is pretty meaty. It's a, it's a big one. Uh, and then you start getting into the expansions, and those have a pretty big size to them as well. I think all of those are at least meant to be like 40-hour, 50-hour games at minimum mm. for like the storyline stuff, right? And so you have one, two, three, four more to go.
1: Oh my god! I got a long way ahead of yeah. me. <laughs> you
0: got you got a lot. Oh, no, I
1: know why everyone was like, "Why are you crying at the tutorial credits?" <laughs>
0: yeah, and those are just the base expansions. We're not including the patches that were added on afterwards, and all the raid mm-hmm. content and the other content that's story relevant. Uh, so you have you have a lot of content to go through. Uh, so, and again, I we would expect the next expansion. Sometime summer of 2024 is Ooh. what I'm guessing. So you have, enjoy it, pace yourself. Don't like rush through it. Do it all at your own pace Uh because it's worth it
1: 100%. Yeah, I think it's just so addictive as well. Like I end up doing these streams that end up being like eight to 10 hours and I don't realize how much time has passed because I'm so like into the story and I just get so carried away and I'm like, Oh, it's been 10 hours. Oh, I should probably end the stream and like rest (laughs) up. I just don't realize how much time has gone by. I feel like a kid again. You know, like a brand new game and you just play these like demon hours. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I'm so envious because you get to go through all this stuff. Uh, They also did a lot of rework on A Realm Reborn that you're playing through right now to kind of optimize it for new player experience. So you're going through a nice... Clean slate that's smooth. It's not like it doesn't have all the rough issues that it had originally. Uh, so, I mean, it. I remember starting, uh, you know, World of Warcraft back in the day. I was like, nothing can really compare it to that. But fresh players going into Final Fantasy 14 might have at least some level of comparison to that. Uh, mm. um, congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: How,
0: who,
1: who that's could always a question you? isn't it yeah. people ask like if there was a video game where you could have your memory erased mm-hmm. and replay a video game for the first time again so in the past I've had a lot of different answers to that would well, you probably answer this game
0: there's a lot of good games out there but yeah, this this has the most content to it, I would say. I yeah, would, I always hear Terraria
1: as well. Terraria is always one I hear. I think I used to say Terraria as well, because my first Terraria playthrough was so good. You know, I wish I... I could do it again, but now I'm like, oh, now I'm playing a game. This is a yeah. game. This is a loud one again.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good one to claim a reset on. Uh, but a lot of the Final Fantasy games—I mean, they're—they're they're really good. And then if we want to go into like the really heavy story games, we could talk about The Last of Us. We could talk about a couple of those because that was a whole journey and experience in itself. Uh, but you—you you don't have any clue because you don't play story games. This is your only one.
1: <laughs> I'm such—I'm such a loser, honestly. I'm literally there, just like playing battle royals, like Apex Legends, League of Legends, just like total loser. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. world of warcraft raiden and mythic plus
0: <laughs> when did you get into world of warcraft by the way
1: oh that was i finished so i started to play league of legends on my laptop so that's when i started to get into like more pc games okay. um and then when i finished uni i came home i got really sick so um when i was at home obviously the main tv was used a lot and i didn't have a tv in my bedroom so i couldn't really play the console that easy so i was just playing on my laptop like on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think there was a wave uh, in WAD where people were like, you know what? A lot of my like cousins and like friend of friend uni sort mm-hmm. of people were like, D- play wow. Well. And I-, I resisted playing World of Warcraft for my whole life because <laughs> I knew if I played World of Warcraft, I was going to become addicted. I was going to lose my whole life. So I avoided it. And then here I am years later. Addicted. Your life is lost. Your life it's is lost, life. right? It's
0: gone. You, you don't have it anymore. Uh, I
1: delayed the inevitable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it puts you into a pretty good situation now. I mean, you're pretty happy with the situation, yeah. I have assumed now. <laughs> so
1: yeah, now it's fine. But there was no way I was. I would. I know. I know myself. I would have got addicted, and then my whole life would have been World of Warcraft. And I would have like failed all my studies and mm-hmm. all that. I know I would have. Whereas now, that's when I started to get into it. So. I and I ended up joining a daytime raiding guild because I was I had like a traditional family mm-hmm. dynamic at the time of like dinner was quite sacred. Like, I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but like we would have dinner together. It was really important. And like mm-hmm. if I was if you're raiding, it's usually like seven pm or something, which it, it interrupts the family dinner. So I ended up like looking for a daytime raiding guild, and I'd just be sitting there on my sofa on my laptop, like, raiding in the middle of the day. <laughs> so that was, like, my first experience a well.
0: <laughs> nice. And you said Warlords of Draenor, right?
1: Yeah. I always say that I started in Legion, but technically... I started in WOD. I just, I boosted my character and then I didn't really do much. I took a break and then I came back towards the end and I did a bit of raiding, but I didn't really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't play again until Nighthold in Legion, which was probably about halfway through. Um, And that's when I started mythic raiding for the first time. And that's when I started doing mythic plus dungeons for the first time as well. So like that's when I kind of started to play, I say properly. <laughs> Properly, in terms of how I'm used to playing, like mythic raiding and mythic dungeons.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually uh, pretty interesting. I feel like I've had this conversation with a couple of people, and it, a lot of people left at Warlords of Drainer, but a lot of people came in at the same time and started their journey in WoW at that time, which was really crazy uh, to really think about that. But, you know, WoW's still doing yeah. good, and they put out a few good expansions. Uh, a lot of people are really obsessed with them. Uh, They put out a couple, not as good ones, from my understanding, but they put out some pretty good ones. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be really controversial. I actually really liked BFA. I'm going to get cancelled. I'm going to get ding-donged. But I really (laughs) liked BFA. I love that expression. Yeah. but i think it's because i was new to the game mm-hmm. so like how much grinding you used to do like i loved it i loved clearing the map of ap world quest because the game was new i had fresh energy yeah i had the energy and the time to spare to sweat out that expansion but i couldn't do it now mm-hmm. i think if an expansion if, if bfa came out now after a couple of expansions of endless grinding and tedious taxing systems i wouldn't be able to do it now but because that was my first experience of the game i, I was new i, I was browsing yeah, no, so it was like i didn't know better and i wasn't burnt out yet it, so i had all of the energy in the world To i just loved it i used to do islands grinding ap mm-hmm. sorry to trigger anyone with the islands everyone <laughs> remembers spamming islands for ap it was not a fond memory but i liked it i actually really liked bfa but yeah mm-hmm. most people quit in bfa i think and then i did not enjoy shadowlands nah. i um i really didn't that wasn't my best that's experience. okay
0: it's just their attempt at a shadow expansion <laughs> you know we had Shadowbringers, and they're like well let's do shit no i'm just kidding there's no <laughs> uh but yeah it's funny Shadowbringers was like a launch pad for uh final fantasy 14 i think like a lot of people came in and then that's when starting started getting like crazy awards for uh everything i mean recently an expansion got game of the year from like dice i think right now like in walker Dead, uh which is weird because it's an mmo <laughs> expansion yeah so, uh,
1: like in the mainstream i suppose mmos i don't know you never really hear them talked about much what? You go to get the game it's great
0: it's starting. it's starting to happen for sure, though. I mean, so again, who, who, uh, who got you into Final Fantasy 14? How did you get convinced to start playing?
1: So I was asked uh, to cast Echo's first day doing uh, the Omega Protocol, their blind progression. So the first day was casted. Um, there was a lot of us. And I was casting with uh, Svee and Preach. Mm hmm. Sophia, but I always get yeah. cute. why are you saying Sophia? But <laughs> oh,
2: <it's> easy, <laughs> so that's who yeah. I
1: was casting with. But there was multiple casters through the day, and it was the first time I'd ever seen Final Fantasy because they thought, you know what, you're a wow person, you can bridge the gap of all of the fans of Echo that are wow players that might not know what's going on in Final Fantasy. Like, I can ask all the questions that other people might be interested to know as well. Like, I can sort of, like, oh, what's that? And I was so blown away by how difficult it looked and how shiny everything was. And then people were showing off their mounts in game. I was shown that you could have player housing. And obviously I'd heard that Final Fantasy has player housing, but I've never looked at anything to do with Final Fantasy. So Mm -hmm. seeing the player housing and everyone rocking up to Echo's house on this like giant cactus (laughs) and a TV and a jellyfish and like all this absurd stuff. I was like, what, this game is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was getting tempted while I was casting. I was getting very tempted, mm-hmm. and then what happened was the, I think it was the next week. Um, I was doing some mythic dungeons with my team, mm-hmm. and our team captain, the tank, uh, went away on holiday for ten days. So I was doing a couple of streams in WoW where I was just pugging, and at the moment dungeons in World of Warcraft are very mind numbingly mind numbing okay (laughs) they are difficult but it's just like they're just very draining so i was trying to pug uh on stream and it was just pain pure pain and then preach raided me um which was surreal because there was Mm -hmm. like thousands of people and i was like what because I, I was like 100 viewers, so <laughs> getting 1,000 people was crazy to me. Like, I wasn't even partnered on the platform or anything like that. I mean, 100 viewers is a lot, yeah. but, you know, I wasn't used to like 1,000. So Pre-Traded yeah. me, and um, they were all going, try find a Fantasy, try find a Fantasy, try find a Fantasy. And I was like, you know what? I can't bring myself to pug. Because I was always scared to change game, because when you're trying to do partner push you like it's mm-hmm. difficult to play something else and build an audience that will follow you no matter what you're playing yeah. that is a very difficult thing to build as a content creator and that's what i think most people don't realize how difficult it is to build an audience that will watch you play anything mm-hmm. usually people will want to watch a game and then they'll pick their fam- favorite streamer currently streaming that game that they want to watch and then they'll pick whoever they want to watch yeah. um so i never i was so afraid to change game and I was just pugging on wow like miserable like so depressing and yeah I was like you know what my main tank's on holiday so I have to keep pugging I'm miserable why not I'll give Final Fantasy a go so after that stream I downloaded it and then I did a tweet and then about two o'clock in the morning I phoned my other half and was like I burst into tears I had a full meltdown like I can't change game I can't change game. I've really pushing for partner. I've been pushing for partner for a year now. If I change game, no one's gonna come. I'm not gonna make the recommended because you have to be above 75 average view, average viewers to apply for partner. And I'm just like, I'm just not gonna do that. No one's gonna come because my wow audience is people learning how to play mage. So there's no way that people are gonna watch me play something else. So mm-hmm. I had a mental breakdown. And then I woke up the next day and my tweet just popped off. Like the fi- even the Final Fantasy account replied to it saying welcome to Eorzea. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And then oh. yeah, my my first stream was crazy. There were people talking in my chat before I even went live, and I've never seen that. I put on a holding screen um because there were so many people there. And I couldn't start the stream because I burst into tears to my dad. I was going to my dad, like, look, look how many people were here. Like I was crying and I had to fix my makeup and then I went live and then I immediately burst into tears again because I was so overwhelmed with how many people there were Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was crazy. But (laughs) But yeah, playing Final Fantasy is probably like the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) Other than say yes to casting and sending off that audition tape the first time, which led me to casting for Echoes. Like. One of the best decisions of my life
0: <laughs> yeah no uh, absolutely and you know final fantasy 14 has made a lot of careers to be honest with you uh streaming careers uh just by keep people coming to try it out uh because the final fantasy 14 community is just so addicted to watching people go through the story it is for like the first time seeing their experiences and everything else uh and if they're familiar with you from somewhere else they're going to come and they just want to see you cry. They just want to see the tears come <laughs> off of your face. Uh and so I I didn't I,
1: know that. And I bloody cried so much, especially that first day, because I've never seen so many people before like in the stream. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um I think I fed the vampires very well. They've been very well fed.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh and so I mean, and yeah, I understand a Twitch partnership thing. I, you know, I started doing bog talk in 2015, uh, and I didn't get partnered until like a year or two ago. To be honest with you, like even though I had way past the numbers, I did everything. Just for some reason, it never worked out. And then randomly, they just gave it to me at one point after one of the races. Oh, so good. After like yeah, one of the world it's races, so hard. yeah. Um. And so that was uh, that was a horrible journey for me. I got I was frustrated. I was angry. I was bitter. Uh, I, I'm still a little bitter. Still a little bitter. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually got an email saying Tremendous I have a grind. I have a partner manager apparently. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so apparently I'm going to set up a conversation with him. Uh, so that that's a, a whole interesting thing. And I just recently went into full time myself. Uh, and that's like. Cause I've only done the podcast, and I've only done the world races and everything else. But like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I wanna try to be happy a bit <laughs> with my work and what I'm doing. Uh, I can
1: relate to that. That's why I basically played Final Fantasy. Cause I was like, before I, uh, even though I had the breakdown I was like, you know what, for the first time I'm gonna choose happiness. I don't yeah. care if however many viewers I don't get, I wasn't expecting much um certainly not above partner asking and i just said to myself you know what i'm just going to choose happiness i'm going to play final fantasy yeah because it'll make me happy (laughs) and if i have to put the partner dream on hold i will put the partner dream on hold because your happiness means more and pushing for partner is a difficult not -hmm. difficult it is a very tedious grind and it does take a lot from you yeah um and i mean saying as well
0: Yeah, it does, it does. It it, it just makes you, it's like a validation. That's really literally what most of it is because you still get subs, you still get ad revenue, you still get everything from affiliation. Uh, It's a little bit different, but at the same time, there's a validation saying, hey, which recognizes that you're a valuable piece of, (laughs) they've made a decision to say, we want you to be partnered. It isn't just an automatic process or anything else. They make a decision on the channel.
1: So it feels good. Yeah. I mean ultimately it's just a tick. That's what I used to keep saying like I applied about 11 times. I was applying over the space of a year and I was just like it's just a tick like it doesn't change anything. I'm still going to be me. The stream's still mm. going to be the same. Being partnered means nothing. Yeah. But the reason why it meant so much to me in the end was because um my issue with partner was that I was not consistent enough with the streams cuz I suffer from health issues and mm. my health issues a year ago were really bad. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even manage to do one stream a week and then I'd be out for like or maybe wouldn't I just have big gaps in my schedule where I couldn't stream for a month or a few months or I casted the race toward first the first time and that was very that was a lot on my mental health. It was the best thing I've ever done obviously but it did take a toll in the end. Like uh, not in a bad way, not because it was the race or anything about it. It's just if I do something it just has an effect on my health and it's just annoying but it's something you work with. But like the reason my partner meant so much to me because I got one feedback and that was your streams are not consistent enough. We don't think you're dedicated. Like there's too many gaps between your streams and Mm -hmm. we don't like the inconsistency. Mm -hmm. So when I finally got partner, it wasn't so much the tick. It was the fact that I've come so far. Like I've managed to stream more than once without needing a month break. I stream quite regularly now. And that's why it hit home because it just shows how far I've come and how much i've worked on my health to be in this position and that's why it meant so much to me i know it's just a tick but yeah that was more the good thing i probably cried when i found out live on stream i cried for like two hours it was crazy (laughs) and then it's just you know when you think oh people out of context oh it's just a tick (laughs) but it's like no it's about how far i've come it's like my health has gotten better. I've worked on it to be in a point where I can now stream consistently. That's why I'm happy. I feel like it's a huge achievement and milestone. That means more to me than anything yeah. else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sorry, everybody, like the, the Twitch ad stuff. Uh, is at a point to where it does it automatically. And I think there's a way to pause it. There's a way to to handle that stuff. And but oh, the content's still here. <laughs> if you need to go back and hear what OK said and you missed it for some reason, it's still there. You can review. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to have that get interrupted, but uh, I noticed. Ding the. Dunk. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get it up there. And it's it's one of those just unfortunate things. Like I, me learning how to control all that stuff, because that's a journey to figure out all the, the ifs and ands and buts to all that. Uh, but And then they changed the whole model, too. It changes next month. So <laughs> I don't know.
1: It is overwhelming. I was the yeah. same. I was the same. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. What do pre-roll ads yeah. mean? You just start from scratch, especially when you're starting Final Fantasy as well, and it's just like, uh, taking in all these names I can't pronounce. And yeah, it's just overwhelming yeah. when you get partnered.
0: <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, But yeah, no, I wanted to, uh, you know, talk about the world race a bit with you too um because you your first experience seen raiding in final fantasy 14 was the actually was it the omega
1: protocol yes it was it was the ultimate omega protocol blind that echo were doing the first day
0: and that is literally the hardest fight in the game currently
1: (laughs) (laughs) it it looks hard and i only saw like what phase one or something
0: yeah (laughs) apparently there
1: was a long way to go apparently fights in final fantasy are like 20 minutes long
0: uh the ultimate fights they can be that long and so they can be somewhere between fifteen to twenty minutes long, yeah. Wow. Um, and it's again the hardest content. They make it literally for the very small percentage of people who want to like have a very difficult challenge for their raid group. And mm-hmm. because it's a spectacle to watch and so many people watch it on Twitch. Um And the thing is there's no like way to see that stuff unless if you're like going doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. But mm-hmm. that stuff isn't public information until someone clears it on stream or they post up a video on YouTube. So you're not even knowing, you don't know what the phases are, you don't know what they're doing with the fight, unless you're watching people go through it uh, themselves. And so it has become like a huge deal uh, to, to watch that kind of content, which is a little it's bit different.
2: very different from WoW.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do, and WoW, do they get every single part of the fight in PTR? Or is that... uh? They, they cut off a couple things, right?
1: They don't usually put the last boss on the PTR, but you do have a dungeon journal, which mm. kind of talks about the, like, it, it, it basically um, gives you all the mechanic names and, like, what the mechanic does. Yeah, but makes sense. you still yeah. have to like piece that together with the arena and see like how it works so it's not really like instructions of how to do the fight because you sort of like yeah but how's that gonna look okay you get a bomb how do mm-hmm. you deal with that and then you see the arena and you're like oh okay well the bomb goes in that hole <laughs> yeah um so yeah the last boss isn't usually on the ptr um gotcha. but the other bosses are i think yeah. they're doing raid testing now for the next patch actually i think the raid testing was this week first first batch around raid testing
0: yeah, and that's kind of scary, too, uh, because we have the next race, world race, happening that's not going to be Ultimate. It'll be the Savage tier, which is kind of like a sprint mm-hmm. that only takes a day or two versus, like, the weeks of, like, uh, you know, Ultimate. But uh, that happens around the end of May or early June, so pretty close to when WoW's doing its its piece there, too. I think, when was it again? April, early May?
1: Um, I don't know if they've given an official date yeah but i think that's the speculated timeline
0: okay i think
1: like end april early may i've heard thrown around yeah just because people start thinking right the ptr's gone here and then they start working and like mapping it out of fight right usually the ptr comes uh like x amount of weeks before it goes live and like people start piecing together it like that so i think i don't think it's officially been um Mm -hmm. announced when it's coming but people are like speculating
0: Got it, got it. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what we have to do with uh, the world race in Final Fantasy XIV, which kind of sucks, especially when you're working with uh, sponsors and you're working with scheduling people and everything else. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a because yeah,
1: you a... do a lot for the race to world first in Final Fantasy. Because I would say recently, the race to world first in Final Fantasy is like, a, like, popping off a little bit. I was tempted- it but i was like oh i'm not gonna know what's going on and also like i don't know i didn't want
0: to don't want to be spoiled a I bit
1: in my head i wanted to try it and i always just actively stayed away from anything final fantasy <laughs> but i was very interested
0: uh yeah no the world race uh is something i've been personally involved with for like since kind of add the years together sorry uh in some way it's been so long. <laughs> yeah a very long time a very long time and it was re- really just a google spreadsheet is all i did for years is i would put up a google spreadsheet oh. someone would tweet out they cleared it and i'd put a time and date on there and i would just keep a ranking oh. in there and that was it uh and then i think sometime around i don't know uh god it's so hard to piece all this stuff together I think it was 2018 time frame, maybe? 2019? Let's see, Shadowbringers. I think it was 2019 time frame, maybe. Uh, And actually, Method, uh, right before they had a little falling out, I think, some issues there. Uh, They came on, and they they were like, hey, let's go ahead and just bring it on, and we'll, we'll do a live event. I've never wanted to do a live event, because I'm like, that's too much fucking work. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. How am I gonna organize all these different people, you know, and everything else, and keep up with the rankings? And because there's no good API in Final Fantasy fourteen.
2: Mm.
0: it's all it has to be manual or with other things out there. Uh, but there's it's really hard to track because all those other things break, like every single <laughs> patch. And so oh no! Just because I was so addicted to manually following tweets. Uh, it's the only reason yeah. I've been, you know, following this stuff. Uh, and if people have actually cared about it. But then uh, we decided to do our own thing, uh, grassroots in the community, around the end of uh, Shadowbringers. And that worked out really well. I mean, to the point of, like, uh, a good handful of uh, viewers out there. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that in chat, but <laughs> the other thing uh, is... There was a certain point at the very beginning of Inwalker where it really like hit its stride. Uh and it's managing like forty different people, you know, people in the chat, people casting, the technical side of it, figuring out the platform, all that other stuff. Uh and it's uh it, it got like seventeen thousand people watching it or something like that, and you're just like, Well a
1: lot. This is
0: the biggest fucking thing I've I've done. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that is amazing.
0: So and- the last
1: race gone, it was casted as well, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, the last one. Yeah, we did that. So that was the one of the biggest events we've ever done because of how long it was. And we had a production company that was helping us out. Uh, and of course, it's always like a charity event because we we don't have money to pay lots of money towards casters and everything else. So people come on and volunteer mm-hmm. their time to learn how to cast or to just be there to be a part of the event and everything else. And it's uh, so we have a lot of people helping out with that. And we raised like $56,000 for Extra Life. Uh, oh, wow yeah and it it was we we were live for 170 hours i think Ooh, yeah yep yeah. and it was one of the most insane things that we've ever done uh and it's the reason why i'm even trying the full-time streaming stuff out now is because of how well that went i was like well if like this works out well i need to just boost all the other content <laughs> but <laughs> This isn't about me. I feel like we got caught in a web about talking about me. I want to talk about you no, some it's, more. <laughs> for
1: me, it's fascinating oh. because, like, again, I don't look into too much because I don't want spoilers. Right. So I'm hesitant to interact or engage with a lot of Final Fantasy content and people. Yeah. But it was amazing, especially as somebody who cast the race world first and is involved in, like, you know, uh, the race world first and WoW is massive. Like, it's a huge, big event mm-hmm. in production and, like, an insane amount of work goes into it. Yeah. So it's kind of like you doing all of this for Final Fantasy is amazing to me. <laughs> like, I was like blown away when people say, you know, yeah, Mog Talks, he does the race to a world first in Final Fantasy and you put on the production and everything. I was like, that is mind blowingly impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are involved in helping, you know, make this event happen. Uh, And it always feels bad when people give me a lot of credit for it. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for a very, very long time. uh, And I'm very invested with it. I talk to all the teams and everything else, but it's not 100% me. I have other people helping me manage. I have other people helping me cast. I mean, people coming in and volunteering anytime to do anything, you know, credit 100% towards them (laughs) for making this stuff happen. (laughs) Um, and then people will come up and say, man, yeah, no, doing the event for the world race has made me actually discover this is my career is casting now. And like, they start off with that and they'll keep saying all this stuff. I had people who won the world race and they're like, yeah, the only reason I did it is because I watched Mog Talk and your interviews with it. I'm like, what the f- just- this is like a well... side thing for me. And like, you know, they start like making shit. Like <laughs> it
2: gets really Do you think emotional. that just makes
1: it all worth it, doesn't it? Like when you it start does. hearing stuff like that and yeah. when people are like, wow, I never considered this and now I do. Like it just makes it all worth it, doesn't it? It's so nice.
0: It does. It really does. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, no, I I heard you're very involved in the world race, which is another reason why I wanted to have you come on and talk about it and everything. Uh, And it's very interesting to know that a lot of the work that, like, I was never super competitive, to be honest with you. I've never, okay, I was competitive, but I was so competitive, but so poorly skilled. (laughs) <laughs> so like I could never like be good at what I was doing. Uh Not that.
2: <laughs> but no,
0: I like to watch it. I-, I loved watching it. So that was like the other alternative to it, right? So I could watch it and follow it and get really involved with it. Uh and that's always really, really fun to do. You know, and uh after yeah. a while you just start get comfortable doing the casting and everything else. Like, being on stage at FanFesta a couple of times was, like, humbling enough for me <laughs> to, like...
1: I bet that was such a surreal experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it is it is a little bit crazy. And it was for PvP, which at the time wasn't too, like, super popular with Final Fantasy fourteen. They haven't really had a huge kickoff yet there, but it's still fun to do, and there's a lot of really passionate people uh, behind it. And so that was surreal, 100%. Uh, and that's why I'm so, like... Deep into the Final Fantasy fourteen community. I'm not going anywhere for a very long time until Final <laughs> Fantasy Four 4- seventeen comes out and that's the next MMO, right? I don't know if that's gonna be the
1: next. Surely. Yeah,
0: surely though. No. Uh but yeah, this is this has been a huge part. And uh so seeing you come in with the world race background, actually being a pretty good player, likely a good a good gamer in some sense or fashion.
1: Uh mum uh, says so, so.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> You, oh, my
0: nan. <laughs> your dad? Hold on, say that again. My nan. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. And then, my
1: nan says I'm good. That's all I da- need. That's the only reassurance I need.
0: <laughs> you know, that's fair. That's fair. All we need is Nan to say, yeah, you're good, and then we're great. We don't yeah, have to my worry nan's about that. Like, I don't know what's
1: going on. She watched The Race to World first and they don't have um BTTV or 7 TV extent like uh extension on their browser. So they'd watch me doing the Race to World first, and they'd be like, you're doing really well, but what does sussy mean? And I'm like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. what does Keck W mean? <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Half of my friends, uh, they've watched the podcast, or they've watched the World Race, and they're like, yeah, it looks really cool. But I have no clue what's going on and I can't keep up at all <laughs> so most of them yeah. can't watch what I even do like the content that I do because it's just all like just like a strange language to them almost like they just don't mm-hmm. understand uh anything uh yeah and it's kind of sad
1: that's
0: what my dad says. say that again sorry
1: that's what my dad says as <laughs> well like I don't know what's going on
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but uh with uh wow and kind of doing that stuff and kind of being involved uh a bit on the competitive side uh and then seeing some of final fantasy 14's race uh i don't i don't know how much i like you've already kind of spoiled top a little bit by just watching it right the the mega protocol not fully but you have some level of like hey i i've seen it in some regard right
1: yeah briefly it's like i didn't really know what i was watching either so my brain's probably <laughs> just like distracted by all of the like glowies and shinies and i yeah. don't really know what i'm watching right. With like a fresh pair of eyes with context it's very different of like ah i think that's what i'm guessing but yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah when i first saw it i would probably had no idea what was going on okay it looked really difficult though very I,
0: difficult in Very execution. difficult. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to complete it myself which is going to be a really hard challenge because uh, again i've never completed any ultimate or tried to uh before but now that i've raised so much money i'm forced into that uh but yeah so we won't go too much into that but i i do want to know your perspective being very familiar with wow and being you know with the world race and everything else are there any questions or any thoughts or anything that you had seen that race at all that you don't feel bad asking? I, I won't give you any story
1: related answers. Well, when I was first watching Echo on um, the Omega Protocol, yeah, I had a couple of questions because I found out there was an infinite battle res. And as a WoW player, I was like, I'm sorry, what? An mm-hmm. infinite battle res? Like, that's such a surreal thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like small things as well like when you die you spawn in front of the boss like again it's this it's very basic things i'm like what you don't yeah. have to run for 10 minutes and then like
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah you just go oh, that's so good and um <laughs> it was it was more about how you approach the fights i guess because i think in in wow they, they are just very different mm-hmm. but In WoW, there isn't so much a question of how to deal with the mechanics. Like, you're not working out a puzzle all the time, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You kind of know what you're supposed to do, but actually doing it is really difficult. Whereas in Final Fantasy, it seems you're given puzzle pieces and you have to piece it together and work out how to deal with the mechanics, which is a totally different experience. And I I had a lot of questions around it, like... How do you do the fight while you're being chucked all these mechanics? And then you're also trying to work out how to deal with them. And you don't, it's just, a, it's just so different. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know if I have the brain cells for it. It looks really hard.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, that's actually one of the big deals with uh, Final Fantasy 14 raids is that it's really just the puzzle of figuring it out and then do executing that flawlessly, the mechanics afterwards, right? You yeah. only have eight players. Uh, so those eight players just have to work together to make that happen. And while you have battle reses, uh, if certain times in the fight, if they die, that res means nothing. Because you won't be able to execute the mechanic that requires exactly eight people before four gets back. Uh, or I they think get that's back. the
1: thing when you get resed as well. You take, uh, you're doing less damage. So mm-hmm. if you do have somebody die, you might not make DPS checks sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. learning about the battle reses, and that was fascinating to me because obviously, wow, you. um, I think, oh, God, was going to correct me. I get a battle res, the timer, the exact time is yeah, left me, but you get a battle res every so often on a mm-hmm. timer. So if you use a battle res, that's it, you've used the battle res, and then you get another one after a certain amount of time. Or if you haven't used any battle reses, they kind of stack up, and like you might, oh, we have two battle reses, like res that person. It can be very, very detrimental to lose somebody just because. I suppose it's it's different progression. I think I'd prefer to have the infinite battle battle because you can see more of the fight, so yeah. to speak. Or if somebody makes a mistake, it doesn't feel as bad. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I was progressing one of the end bosses in uh, BFA, it was uh, Nuzoif in Nylethar. If you, if any person, if any twenty per- of your people on your team made a mistake, like even get clipped by a swirly, like a very simple thing. Mm -hmm. it was over. And that was like a 10-minute fight. So everybody had to play perfectly, which I'm sure is the same for Final Fantasy. But when you're progressing a fight like that, it becomes very tedious if somebody has got hit by the swirly and you have to start again. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think, because they're they're dying, you couldn't res and then you'd lose sanity. It's just different. Whereas when you're early on in progression in Final Fantasy, you can res that person. Yeah, it might not be a kill because you might not make a DPS check, but you can still learn the fight you can yeah. see the fight and that feels like healthier progression rather than oh well someone's got hit by the first and that comes out we we'll go again sort of thing like yeah. we've lost all of our progression there's nothing we can see because we can't get further without you, you know, with you that have made that mistake yeah so it just feels bad <laughs> and there's 20 people as well so mm-hmm. you know 19 other people well you yourself like the 20 people trying to play perfectly is hard it's a lot of, it's a large amount of people
0: yeah, it is, it is. I mean, <clears throat> sorry. Uh if I sit for too long, you know, all the stuff starts to build up in my in my throat. But uh <laughs> You're welcome, chat. Uh <laughs> but yeah, no, the it is a big difference. It is a huge difference for uh uh the amount of people going through it, and if you have to do it perfectly with the execution, uh if you 20 people is much harder than 8 people, <laughs> it is.
1: 20 people is a large amount of people to coordinate. And I didn't play WoW well back in 10-man raiding, so I've never known a difference. But, like, through playing with 8 people it is a very nice raid size. I kind of understand yeah. why people love it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh And so it feels more intimate in Final Fantasy 14 in a way. Um And I think that... The other big difference that I don't know if the, you talked about this at all during your casting was just the gearing aspect of it, right uh, because gear is super important and wow actively getting that while the raid is out and people are progressing on the fight and everything else but in Final Fantasy 14, they set you up to where you can get all the gear that you need to meet the dps checks without needing to get more gear uh, for that fight. It's only there to help advance it uh, if you want to and maybe make this some of the checks a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, that was very sim- surreal to me. I think gearing's just changed. I think, I d- again, I didn't play, I played since Legion, so I'm classified as a wow zoomer, apparently. Okay. I've played like modern day wow. Um, But for me, like, you need gear to complete the content, which is how Final Fantasy tackles it. Like, whereas I think it's a very old fashioned mentality of like the gear is your reward. Mm-hmm. And, It doesn't quite fit anymore. I think gearing's just changed over time. Like, now, I need the gear to do the Mm -hmm. thing. I need the gear to do Mythic Plus, to kill the boss. It's not a reward. Like, (laughs) to me, it's still crazy that the best gear drops from the last boss in WoW, because well, you've killed the last boss. What do you need the gear for? Like, the raid's over. And I know you have other content. You've got yeah. PvP, and you've got Mythic Plus. And, but you, you understand what I mean? It's kind of like, the gear is not a reward. I, I need the gear to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. So to hear that, that Final Fantasy was a bit different of like, well, you already kind of have the gear before you even go in. So really, the difficulty is the raid. Mm-hmm. I, I much prefer that. It makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Like having the gear there ready uh rather than it being like oh you've you've cleared the whole thing now it's over but here's some of the best gear pieces like, all right well yeah <laughs> i guess that makes a rekill easier or whatever but yeah yeah, so- it was just a surreal thing to me i thought that that was modern day mmoing let's say
0: so it, there there is a way like so the gear uh really is there for uh How the dynamic kind of works now is the Savage tier comes out. uh, You get the gear from that, and that helps you with Ultimate. And what you get from Ultimate it's just really really shiny (laughs) and so the 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 reward from it is just a very shiny reward and so
1: that's it i'm doing ultimates yeah shiny
0: yeah super shiny the ultimate easy
1: right ultimate doesn't sound too difficult easy shinies for me
0: no (laughs) no some of the earlier ones have been you know at least nerfed not not nerfed but just time-wise nerfed enough to where it's been out so long that it's just easier in general some expansions have happened that just stats have moved around and it, it's not as difficult to go back into some of the earlier ones the later ones are very difficult uh but yeah I, I think that with those gear the gear that at least final fantasy 14's mindset is at the true end game is glamour which is would be oh, transmog yes, right this. yeah <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i understand that i get so excited i i make a i make a... A big deal about changing my glam every day because i want to use the items like i said you know i'm used to playing a game where you do bare minimum so if i've ever played like minecraft or terraria or anything Mm. i have a house that is a box and it has loads of chests everywhere and that's it there's no personality there's no design there's no it's just practical Mm -hmm. and then i get like clothing items and they go in a box i get decorative items and they go in a box and i never use them because in my stupid brain they don't have a purpose it's just but i'm it's, it's weird no. i'm strange
2: no, that's, that and i think sense. i was saying
1: like stardew valley and i put all of the housing items in a box i put all of the clothing items in a box and i'd never use it until i stopped one day and i was like i've, I've just I, this is a whole area of gameplay that i'm just missing out on because i'm not doing it so then i made an apparent change where i with the seasons i would decorate my house i would change my outfit every day and it just added so many layers to the game that i was missing out on so now that i'm playing final fantasy i make a a real staple the first part of the stream where i change my outfit for the day and like <laughs> oh we're going into coils i'm gonna change my outfit like there's some badass outfit ready to take on coils because <laughs> it just adds a whole layer of gameplay that now i enjoy
0: yeah, no, it's it's huge for Final Fantasy XIV. There is so many cool ways to make your character look good. I don't do any of them because I'm a horrible person. Uh, <laughs> but glamour is huge. Uh, they even have a mini game where you get judged on the glamour that you have every week that you can do, uh, which is uh, pretty. And in the golden toaster. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've
1: yep. done that have you have a golden saucer i got a uh 69 rating oh yeah nice very nice nice. yeah (laughs) (laughs) that
0: is uh that's awesome yeah gold saucer uh for final fantasy 14 uh nostalgia players is a huge deal huge huge deal Mm -hmm. uh and so it's interesting that a lot of people who come and play the game get extremely addicted to that because there's so many little mini games uh when you know I don't know if you know the history of the explosion of, you know, content creators coming to Final Fantasy fourteen like, over the summer of, like, was it last year or a year before last year?
1: I remember there was that major point where it felt like everyone just went over to Final Fantasy, like, all the big creators all went to Final Fantasy, and, yeah, I, I obviously missed that and, and stayed away from that, but... Mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. And then, yeah, that's when Asmongold uh, played that summer. And it, it's a, a structural event to the game's life. <laughs> it really is. Because yes. uh, he came in and play- with 200,000 people basically watching him, uh, which is pretty intense <laughs> for the Final Fantasy XIV community. Uh, and then that's when all of the different like addictions for watching content creators go through the story Start uh i think it became like a really really big deal and so we haven't had as much of that recently because it kind of died down then uh, you know you came in and this was a perfect time to revitalize some of that energy too right
1: i had no idea honestly i i I really uh, do live in a bubble because i don't spend any time on social media other than occasional posts i'll post or do a tweet but i Mm -hmm. really don't spend much time because i just can't cope with it all Mm -hmm. especially with my health it's just too much i can't process so much information all the time so i do very much like keep myself to myself my own little bubble i had no idea that watching the msq was such a big thing that people love watching and i i honestly i just had no expectation i just for you know what, I'm miserable playing well. My main tank is away. Why not try something else? Like I'll give up, give in. I'll give in. I'll, I'll, <laughs> give I'll try something yeah. else. And I just, I, I did not expect any of this. And the thing that has blown me away the most is the community. Again, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know. I've, I've heard that the Final Fantasy community is amazing. Obviously, like you, you hear bits of information every now and then. But mm-hmm. my experience, the Final Fantasy community. I have been blown away with how amazing, welcoming, wholesome. I've Mm -hmm. never experienced anything like it. The support is unreal. And it's been such a blessing to experience that. I'm just so blown away.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I'm not going to do a WoW versus Final Fantasy XIV community comparison. (laughs) But I assume... Uh, you've had different experiences coming into uh, the Final Fantasy XIV one. Final Fantasy 14, you know, they care a lot about the raid scene and everything as well. There's a lot of players out there, but there's just a lot of players who just enjoy being in the world. I feel like it's more of, you can definitely treat it like a theme park MMO of people who just want to be in a virtual space around each other, geeking out about things with the game. Uh, people who have played Final Fantasy 14 forever, people who haven't played Final Fantasies ever like yourself, right? Uh, yeah, i never in.
1: played any Final Fantasy game.
0: Yeah, and so a lot, of, a lot of people really enjoy just like all this wonderful stuff that's in the game and getting to relive that experience through someone else in a way. It's kind of like what we were talking about before, doing a reset. They can do a semi-reset by just watching you do it. Uh, yeah. So uh, with this, I, I think that... Uh, you know and they just stick around even if there's not like there's dj clubs they're like people- oh my
1: <laughs> god i could not believe that i went to my first party and i was told there was a dj a real dj doing a real dj set and i was like what yeah. i i was blown away i had the dj on twitch and it was the be- i felt like i was at a real party with my friends it was yep. so good
0: yeah It is insane. There is no other community that I know of that has done anything like this before with DJs in the house. And the housing is insane. uh, Because there's, you know, you have a certain set of items, but those items aren't always meant to be what the items are to the people who are designing the house. Because one little piece of the item will create like five pieces of like different items will create a different item basically by Mm -hmm. visual appearance and everything else. And there's some really, really creative people out
1: there. i can imagine yeah
0: Yeah. uh it's insane the amount of work that really goes into uh the housing environment and making that stuff work uh and so you'll see some really crazy stuff just venturing around in other people's houses um
1: i just i can't believe that like it's it's such a good system this is gonna sound really stupid but it is such a good system to have like a house that you can decorate like it seems like such a simple thing but it it just had so much like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy to just walk around a plot where people have like houses and and people hang out and i can't believe how social final fantasy 14 is like the yeah. world feels alive like the other day there was a bard playing uh in the city and yeah. i just sat listening to it and it was i feel like it's just such simple things that are blowing me away that's why i feel like such a simpleton but (laughs) there's so much life in the game it's so wonderful
0: (laughs) yeah no it is very alive and this is why like it definitely feels like a real true mmo like what we would expect it to be back in the day uh people just getting on to be in the world uh in a way yeah Uh, but you got again housing you have uh and there is some level of Hey, it's hard to get a house, <laughs> just by the system is very difficult to get a house. Uh, if you want to get it on the server you're on and not go to one of the unpopulated servers, there's some very unpopulated ones you could go to and get some houses for sure. Uh, but there are, um, there's that, there's lots of mini games, lots of mini stuff uh, to do. Like a lot of content in Final Fantasy 14 doesn't age as badly as it does in other games. Like, you can always go back to it. Like, all the raiding stuff you're going to experience, that it has some age to it, but you could still go back and do them and enjoy doing them. Um, and so I think that was a huge thing for the developers is to create a world where they're stacking content and it's not like keeping one set of bit of content that you need to do. You could literally venture out and do whatever you want. You don't run out of stuff to do. I haven't done everything yeah. there is to do in Final Fantasy 14. Uh I haven't had the time to do it. Uh, but there has been a lot of things that I haven't done, and I got like going back into full-time streaming now. I have so much stuff I can do on stream. It literally just doesn't feel like it runs out. Um, but I—that's why again, you have if you need content for your stream, you're not going to run out. <laughs> it's just—it's just hard. It's just uh,
1: I was so worried when I had those post ARR credits come up. I was like, no, I'm not ready. Yeah. But yes, I've been told that there is a wealth of content and I shouldn't worry.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. And again, take your time with it. Uh, I mean, I do want to ask you a bit about because this has been an unexpected change in the last month or so for you, right? Like, <gasps> last two months?
1: Surreal. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I got partnered as well, finally, because right. I was managing to do some consistent streams and my viewership has blown up like every day I, yeah. I i suffer from terrible imposter syndrome and i'm like i don't understand why this is happening and like me too <laughs> it's real. it's real i went from about 100 viewers which is a lot that is a lot of viewers to mm-hmm. like a thousand now and i'm like uh when i'm mm-hmm. reading stuff i still i don't know i always get really bad performance anxiety whenever i put my stream on anyway like no one could be watching it's not how many or people watching it's just it being on yeah. And uh, yeah, now it's like, oh my God, there's so many people here. I don't know why anyone's here, but I appreci- I was just so blown away. And I'm so appreciative of, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm so grateful. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think that it's one of those things where, uh, again, looking at the future, I the your future looks, I'm assuming, much different than it did a month or two ago.
1: Yes, that's the other thing. Like when I was just playing World of Warcraft, I I knew who I was as a creator. I made mage guides. I was a contributor in the mage discord. I would help people. I would spend all of my days helping people. I'd be going through log reviews, VOD reviews, helping people get better at the game. Again, like making guides, uh competing um you know so i'd be posting dungeon runs on my youtube channel um i knew exactly who i was as a creator now i'm like for the first time i don't know what my future looks like and that can be a good and a bad thing i don't know who i'm like oh i need to reevaluate who i am as a creator because it's so much more now it's Mm -hmm. so much more than just making mage guides and helping people i can still do that i'm still gonna do that obviously Mm -hmm. but you know i'd bring out one video for the season basically outlining helping help people to helping people to play for the season and then that's it so really i have the time it's not like this is clashing with the time Mm -hmm. i can still make guides and i can still help people um and i still play wow as well which is a bit controversial i play more than one game (laughs) but yeah yeah yeah. So I'm still playing WoW, still doing some keys in WoW and stuff, still maintaining my WoW character. Because it is, I'm not raiding in WoW, I've stepped down from raiding just this tier, because I was so burnt out, I was so exhausted, I needed a break. So this has come at a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this has come at a good time.
0: That's awesome. But yeah,
1: no, for the first time I'm like, I don't really know who I am as a creator anymore, but it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're enjoying yourself for sure, right? You're enjoying doing the story, yeah. doing this completely different thing than what you've done before uh and so when you get caught up like sometimes i'll I'll get caught up in something i'm like well is this my life now am i going to do this forever and eventually it changes but i i've seen multiple times with final fantasy 14 creators that are you know players from other mmos players from other different environments and worlds and they come into this and final fantasy 14 just becomes their thing going forward uh and they it's usually Due to something bitter happening in their previous (laughs) situation, but it doesn't sound like you have something, anything too bitter. You maybe had a situation where like you're a little burnt out, or you needed to like take Mm. a break or something, but not like leave, run away. Like, uh, I think was it Preach that said he was going to completely no, no Chief did, in a way I think (laughs) said he was going to completely uh disappear, but he did go back to the World Race stream for Echo, so not completely gone. Uh, no
1: nothing's forever even if you're like you know what i just don't have an interest in playing this like things change mm -hmm. like right you could be like right now i have zero interest in playing that but who's to say a year from now you might want to play it again like nothing's ever certain is it right no matter how adamant you'd be like i'm when i was like i don't think i would enjoy final fantasy i always said that i wouldn't play final fantasy because i wouldn't be able to appreciate it now look at me so things change right
2: yeah yeah,
1: and uh, anyone who knows me would be like, I cannot believe that you are enjoying Final Fantasy <sighs> because I never thought that that sort of game would interest you. And I'm like, same. I was the same way. I was like, I that's why I refused to look into it or play it because I was like, I'm just not going to enjoy it. And yeah, like now look at me. So
2: <laughs>
0: now you're a story strange. gamer. Now you're a story. I gamer, know.
1: I'm enjoying the story. What I care about characters. Like it's crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's such a simple thing that I just never thought I would have appreciation for
0: yeah uh, I mean like anyone who has read books when they're growing up I easily can convert them into a Final Fantasy 14 player to be honest with you because some of the dialogue uh I'm gonna be honest they say some stuff in some of those dialogues and I'm like I have I-, I need to google one of these words I don't know. <laughs> every
1: time I call him Yuri but Yurianja. every time he speaks I'm like it's Beautifully poetic, but I don't know what you've just said to me, Yuri. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, it sounds lovely, yeah. but I don't
1: know what you've said to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty intense. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it sounds nice. <laughs>
0: it sounds really nice. It sounds it pretty. It sounds really
1: fancy. I just don't know what it means. Yeah. And, uh, and then everyone's like, oh, English first language. And I'm like, give me a break. English is my first language, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, getting into it and then like... Seen how the uh, dialogue was kind of uh, written out. The localization was done wonderfully by the uh, Square Enix team, and the guy who leads that, Koji Fox, has done like an amazing job uh, with doing that. This is the only game where I've actually met and talked with the developers and the producers and everything. Like I've never been involved with any other game this way, but they are so freaking amazing, Uh, and they're legitimately good people. like uh I'm, i know you've heard of yoshi p by now
1: yes. yes every time i do my scratch cards in the golden saucer i'm like yoshi p come on my supreme of privilege give me good cards
0: yeah yeah, yeah. uh but i I've never had, get it <laughs> it's a no i get it every once in a, do you do the Y? Oh, yeah, we get do the one, one two y? three.
1: always go for one two, three. Yeah. one two three my chats taught me
0: yeah yeah do you know how do you scratch it off though like do you scratch it off in a, in a y or you just randomly hit it
1: I'm randomly clicking, mostly because it upsets everyone.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I won't tell you my optimization. I like chaos,
1: and I'm just like, ah, we'll just do random... There's no system. <laughs> okay,
0: okay, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I've talked to Yoshida a couple times uh, for interviews and other things, uh, and he's always very legitimately serious about uh, things. <laughs> when you talk to him, like, interested in what you're saying and answering it properly. Uh, And I I can't say I I could imagine having that from other game developers. But then again, I've never had the opportunity to do that with other game developers, so I don't really know. Uh, But I I don't think there are very many uh, gaming companies out there that are considered like idols or rock stars in the gaming industry where you would see them and you're just excited that they exist and the type of person they are, right? Because uh, if you ever seen Yoshi P, he is—he looks like a rock star, like celebrity, <laughs> has rings all over his fingers and everything else, and he's just like this amazingly <laughs> nice person. No,
1: I've not seen, but there is an emote. I've seen the Yoshi P emote, and he does he does look like a rock star? I see that. Yeah, but yeah, I've not seen anything. Final fact: like I am oh. totally a fresh sprout. I've seen nothing.
0: So I, then I, Danai, I am very curious. Are you going to uh, at least? watch or try to pay attention to the FanFest when they come up? Or do you feel like you're afraid, spoilers, and stuff might happen during those events?
1: I, so I never had like gaming friends growing up. And then I started really getting into streaming and stuff before lockdown and then lockdown happened. So I've never really, I'd never really been to conventions or anything like that, or met game, people who play the same game as me in real life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, last year I just said yes to everything. Like I went to TwitchCon and stuff like that because I've never done that before. And the idea of BlizzCon is just surreal to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm playing Final Fantasy. I'm like, FanFest? Like, that's going to be so cool. So I really want to go. And I think if there's a way that I can go and avoid spoilers, like maybe don't watch certain things or people, if I go with people, be like, right, close your eyes, close your ears. And mm-hmm. like, if there's a way that I can go where I'm not going to be experiencing too many spoilers i really do want to go yeah. I, I just because i really want to go to a convention where there's people who play the same like we have the same sort of passion because mm-hmm. i bought final fantasy the first day i played it i had the free trial
2: mm-hmm.
1: which i didn't know about because nobody mentioned anything about free trial <laughs> so i was not aware about a free trial and that right, is I feel really like you interesting mentioned that at they, some point right they, Mentioned the free trial that's like After programmed my first stream, in their head to mention it i was sold
0: Sorry, right. so yeah, the first stream, yeah, yeah. But no, there's the meme that's out there about trying the free trial, and it's out there like, all right, all right, you guys have completely failed. <laughs> but no,
1: no. I, I am actually aware of the meme. That's probably the only thing that I know about Final Fantasy is the coffee pasta of the free trial. Yeah, I just like winding the chat up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay i just wanted a picture because i was gonna be super disappointed
1: I, I, i'm super sarcastic sometimes like i'm running around the city like oh you guys these cities are so big why is there not an easy transportation system to get around these large cities and everyone's like
0: you, <laughs> you <laughs> That's know the you know what's <laughs> Chatting,
1: funny and i'm like no one's <laughs> mentioned that yet <laughs>
0: i do that too <laughs> Uh, I do that very often and I get completely yelled at, (laughs) not yelled at, but I get like some very much like these conversations with my wife, right? We'll be talking and I'll say something because I think it would just be really funny to say because it makes no sense and it's stupid. It's like obvious to me it's stupid. And then like it's always like. I do, I get this look like I don't know if you're joking or not joking. <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, go. the, I
1: got the classic Brit sarcastic dry humor, dry humor problem as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I especially I when you
1: just like yeah, like someone should have told me about the free trial. You're kind of like she's joking, right? Because that's one of the biggest memes That's probably the only thing that I know about Final Fantasy is the meme about the free trial. Yeah, but yeah. Literally, my first dream. I bought the game after my first dream. I was hooked. Oh, yeah. And so, the sort of going to like Fan Fest is just surreal to me to so like, be around people that play something that I now really love and to share that and be around Final Fantasy people like somebody who didn't go to conventions or anything and didn't mm-hmm. have that. That's like the dream, so... which is the same BlizzCon for me. I've never been to anything like that, so it would just be surreal.
0: London Fan Fest, what's the date for that again? <laughs> uh, unless you wish,
1: already gone out actually.
0: Yeah, um, that is true. The tickets. And I live in out.
1: London, so it's perfect.
0: Uh, that's in October, so you have technically like seven months. Uh, to
1: surely to... that's enough time. I think you sh- surely right.
0: Seven you months? should be able to catch surely. up with the main story quest by then. I
1: might finish Heaven's Ward by then. Maybe. Darling, big dog.
0: Yeah. But I mean, yeah, and the tickets, the the one thing that I have like a small criticism is how the tickets are done in the way that the uh, content creators really don't get contacted <laughs> early on those. If there yeah, are maybe passes big or
1: anything. process of like lottery and stuff, which yeah. I did think was uh, it's difficult because I was a viewer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to really be like, oh, you know streamers should get special treatment like they're no different from anyone Mm -hmm. else but at the same time as a viewer i'm like yeah but if i went to fanfest i'd want to see my favorite final fantasy 14 creators like if i went to blizzcon i would want to see my favorite wow creators Mm -hmm. like that would add such a big experience Mm -hmm. so i always thought it was strange that they didn't they didn't do that for fanfest
2: yeah
0: but
1: i suppose the majority of creators because i think um People are try to find people with spare tickets and stuff like that. So yeah. I think eventually, like...
0: Most people, people... Uh, yeah, most yeah. content creators uh, have gotten tickets in some way or fashion. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to get tickets because of a situation like that, too. Like, I didn't get an email, but someone was able to get uh, a ticket to me. I never really thought about it being, like, a big concern, though, because I know at, they do have, in the past conventions at least, they have had media passes, and those go out after the general sales happen. Uh, So there's still maybe a section where that's going to happen, but I don't, don't, there's no guarantee. I've always bought tickets just because I'm like, I'm not going to miss it. I'd show up an hour early, have the website open, just ready to click as hard as I can. Uh, They weren't lottery uh, in the previous ones, but they they were in a way still really rough to get tickets because there's a lot of people clicking on that button at the same time and they sell out within a minute to two minutes, right? Oh my God it's like you you have like a little tiny window to be able to get those tickets and so it was still not great uh and so I, I i don't know we'll see i think all any content creator out there will probably find a way to get tickets and a lot of people may just go just to be in the same area <laughs> as the event
1: yeah.
2: at the if time i would
1: go i would go and be like oh my god Liz like I like, oh, I don't that's the thing I don't know any Final Fantasy 14 creators cuz I'm so scared of like You know me. Spoilers. I do not interact yeah. with like <laughs> anyone. Preach. You know I'm preach. Like, oh my god, it's preach.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, preach. Uh and uh I keep forgetting chief is not in the EU.
1: <laughs> I know cuz then it's like, oh, are you going to go to the EU one or the NA one? So Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh I some some uh creators will go to multiple ones. I was lucky enough to go to uh, the NA and EU one last time when they had it over in Paris. Uh, and then uh, I wasn't able to go to the JP one, but they did put my face on screen on one of the monitors, so I felt pretty good about that.
1: Oh, my God. That is so cool. <laughs> no way. That must be, like, such a surreal experience. Like, that is so cool.
0: It was really weird. Uh, not, not, so uh, because I was doing all the PvP stuff at the time, and uh, again, we're talking about me. I feel really bad about doing that, but
1: it's your channel.
0: Uh, but it's, the show is for you. I, you know, I bring it so. I'll let you know for me.
1: me just being an idiot sprout, that's about it. <laughs>
0: double sprout, double sprout.
1: Yes, I've, I'm sure I'm sprouting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's
1: wrong with me as well. Like I try and jump off every cliff edge and I'm like, oh, can I jump off that? And luckily everything's sprout proof. There's like an invisible wall because I would have died so many times.
2: Mhm, mhm.
0: Yeah, no, I. they do a pretty good job at not getting you killed. If you fight something and then you jump off something that you can jump off, you will die. Just to let you know if you engage in a fight before jumping off. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the new mechanic as well, because in, you don't die to full damage. You get taken to a 1 HP if you're not in combat, which you don't have in WoW. So that's also another like cool quality of life thing. You know, Although I do play mage in WoW, and I, I have many things to deal with full damage. So I should never die to full damage, so I shouldn't know anything about that, which clearly I don't as a mage, right?
2: I, I, I would never die to
1: full damage.
0: Gosh, you just sparked a, an old memory of WoW for me. Uh, where was it? I'm trying to remember the zone. It has all the like troll temples and everything. It's like, I don't know if it's Arathi Highlands.
1: I am the worst person to ask. This is me. Like I don't <laughs> even know. I just kill stuff in raids and dungeons and that's it. I don't have a clue. Fair.
2: Fair. But... <laughs> uh,
1: this is really bad. <laughs> Obviously, I know who the Lich King is, but I don't know any of the story behind the Lich King. Yeah. which i feel like is very bad to admit i admitted this on stream as well i was like obviously i know who the lich key is because people talk about him and he's there but like, i don't know any of that story or law or anything that's you, i'm just so terrible
0: you've been, just been cancelled from the wow community so that's i know okay.
1: uh, I, i've been cancelled so many times by this point <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. but no I, I was remembering uh how we were all like mounted and running in a direction and they were all put me on follow and i went afk Uh, for a second and there's this ledge that goes straight down to the beach uh, and there's some like beach stuff down there and then i wasn't paying attention and just ran right off and killed all my friends
2: uh
0: because (laughs) i forgot all about that until you start talking about it but now i still feel that minor shame of killing all my friends over in the Oh, that's
1: so funny. Uh, we all have those like little stories, don't we?
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, MMOs have been such a huge part of my life in some way or fashion since I was like twelve. But now I-, I keep forgetting that's like twenty four years now. I'm an old man at this point. <laughs> I've been around for too long.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just got oh. into it late, so
0: oh. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Well, so future-wise, we were talking about that a little bit with you. Uh, you, It's kind of unsure, but Final Fantasy XIV seems to be in there somewhere, I'm assuming, for quite a while. Uh,
1: Yeah, I am fully invested at this point. Like, I am hooked, and apparently I literally have done just the beginning of the the tutorial of the tutorial, and (laughs) I'm hooked, so yeah i am in for the long haul i actually am very interested in raiding and i'm very interested in ultimates as well because naturally people are like this is very difficult and the competitive nerd in me is like well i want to do it then yeah so like even when i finish and i'm max level and i'm doing end game, con- end, end game content i don't think it will finish with the msq for me like i want to do ultimates
0: yeah you got <laughs> I'm ultimates. ready not yeah. ready
1: but like you know i've got a long way to go but I'm interested in them.
0: Yeah. The raids in Final Fantasy XIV no. are amazing. Uh, I think they're some of the best designed uh, fights in all MMOs ever. Uh, for my, my experience, at least, and my very biased opinion, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I think that raiding is definitely something that is going to keep you for a while. There's lots of other content in there that will take your attention even after the main story quest is done there is so much content out there exploring all the different jobs because you have one character with all the jobs (gasps) on it right
1: it's such a novelty because i have i say this all the time i'm not somebody who is interested in having alts or playing multiple things i usually Mm -hmm. specialize in one thing and that's it Mm i've i've never played anything other than major world of warcraft i've never had an alt i've played mage and that is it Mm. And I I don't know why, I just don't get drawn to playing other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until I witnessed my first cutscene in the game, like proper fight cutscene, it was the post-ARR, we were fighting, we were going to fight Leviathan, and Leviathan was going to be summoned, and there was a cutscene with Yugiri, I think her name was, and Thancred, who pulled out all of these like really cool fighting moves, and I was like... Okay, like it blew me away because it was the first like proper cutscene, and right the way you weren't just standing mm-hmm. around talking. And I was like, okay, they look really cool. And then when I got out the cutscene, because I rewatched it in game as well, because I was like so blown away, I wanted to watch it again immediately. When I came out, there was a few people who, who were ninjas, and they were using ninja abilities. It was like orange flames and dice or runes or something, and it just yeah. looked really cool. And I went and swapped to rogue. And I started doing the Rogue quest line. And then I was, then I was hooked on the Rogue quest line. And I mm-hmm. I don't know what Spider Fantasy is doing to me, honestly. Because I've never played Melee in any game. Never played Melee. Mm-hmm. So that was the first. Never yeah. played Rogue. And I'm like, what's happening to me? I'm evolving.
0: <laughs> you know, that was the first new job they introduced to the game, I think. That was before the expansion even came out, for heaven's word. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, completely understand I completely understand. You have multiple jobs ahead of you that are going to spark interest. Uh, So get ready for that, too.
1: Uh, The fact that they're all in one character as well, because obviously you don't have that in WoW. In WoW, you have to make a whole new character, which is the job Mm -hmm. or class. And you have to make an entirely different character. And everything that you've progressed on your main, like currency,
2: mm-hmm. rep,
1: everything is reset to zero. So that's the problem with WoW is that, like, you have your main and you grind all this stuff and then you have to do it again on an alt. And, like, the bar just kept getting higher and higher and higher and, uh, for alts to catch up with a main. Like, there was a lot of tedious things you had to do, uh, which has died down a bit now. But the fact that you could just have one character and you can just freely change job is the most surreal thing to me like it is so good especially when i'm arranging parties where we're doing dungeons and i'm like oh no usually in wow i need to like two tanks sign up and I'm, i can't have them both in the group because we, we don't want two tanks and, and now I, people just change and i'm like oh well this is easy
0: <laughs> right yeah, yeah no,
1: it's so good
0: it's it's really nice uh i mean the alts still exists uh like i'm gonna have yeah. to level up my eu alt because i need to get that one maxed out uh just because i have to do the different regions uh, (laughs) as
1: well yeah thing with regions yeah
0: (laughs) that's pretty much it though i mean you could play any server in your region you can transfer over to different data centers and everything else and so it makes it really friendly uh to go and play with other uh people from stream which is so great it feels so good to like have like a whole stream of people a whole chat that will come and help you and play with you when you need them and everything else and so that's another fun yeah
1: it's been surreal like even my first day i didn't know what i was looking at i just saw so many people like raving Mm -hmm. and then it was a welcome party for me and i was like oh my god this is surreal and it's so many like random things as well like people just uh doing squats with like npcs because it's the npcs are squatting and then they join in the line and it's just like little things that people add so much to my journey in the background like it's really cool and then I remember I was in Coerthus and I learned the throw emote and if you're in snow it will throw a snowball and I just randomly had a snowball fight with whoever was around and it was great yeah <laughs> it was just good it was so much fun
0: you know uh <laughs> I feel like the Final Fantasy 14 community has like this list of things that they have to do and I think you've only hit a couple of them, so you're gonna have a few more experiences, maybe like that. <laughs> there is I like... hope
1: so. I hope so. It made my day that we just randomly went on a tangent and had a snowball fight mm-hmm. in game as well. Like it, and we went to a party, and it... mm-hmm. and one of my mods, Prisea, It was her birthday the other day. We went to her birthday party, and it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was just okay. <sighs> all sentimental now, but it's just so cool. I love it.
0: Yeah and it's it is really strange to be honest with you going from like again, I don't know exactly you know all the stuff that has happened for you in the past, uh with all this stuff too, like the community and your interaction with them and everything else, but just like leaving like one situation and just jumping into like it feels like a bed of cushions right of people who are just all nice and cozy and warm and only saying nice things and very welcoming is so yeah. surreal and it's not yeah. even, and it's not fake right. <laughs> That's the crazy part of it. There's no... There isn't even dry sarcasm there about it. <laughs> it's all,
1: like, real stuff. None of this Brit humor. getting yeah. out. No, it is. It's amazing. Everyone yeah. just seems genuinely happy that you're playing and you're enjoying it. Like, people are just genuinely happy to share something mm-hmm. that they love with someone new.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well... I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the story here near the, the, the last half of this before we get off or last bit of this before we get off. Uh, but I'm trying to think of things that don't uh, spoil too much. Uh, but I do want to know your different opinions. You know what maybe it's better if I ask you <laughs> about your thoughts on certain breakpoints or story plot points or things that were like really crazy to you and your thoughts on them. Because I don't know if I want to, like, uh, say something and just yeah. you haven't hit that point mm-hmm. yet.
1: So the first thing that stood out to me was when I went back to the Waking Sands. Sorry, I uh, no a terrible runny nose. Probably no. one of the only people that carries a handkerchief, but whatever. <laughs> no, um, <it's> <laughs> uh, I went into the Waking Sands and it was ominous everyone was dead. And Mm -hmm. I was not expecting that because I, like, Tataru wasn't there and I was ready to talk, like, loads of rubbish with Tataru because I really enjoyed Tataru. And then she went there and I went in and it was ominous. Like, it it was the most standout thing because it was shocking. Mm -hmm. I was, I could not believe it. There were just dead bodies around and the air was just thick with... It was like a horror movie. It was like yeah. a horror film. It was just, it was crazy. Like the tension and there were a couple of times when I went back to The Waking Sands, like after we restored everything and I like, moved past it and I got like hit with some kind of PTSD of like that first moment when I walked in and everyone was dead and it was just a shock. Like that was surreal. Mm-hmm. That really stands out. And my, I, I don't know if I'm the only person, but apparently. I, I love the sylphs. They are my favorite. Yeah. And I love them so much. And when uh, I think it was uh, Nox- Noxia. I think it was Noxy. Uh, she died and I was so upset because mm. I love the salad ones. They are my favorite. <laughs> I love the way that they talk and I can't stop talking like them. that's why the chatting ones are the chatting ones I'm the stalling one the streaming one Uh and I can't stop talking like them they are my absolute favorite (laughs) and yeah that whole thing was just shocking and then I think the next thing that really stood out to me was that first animated cutscene where the characters were fighting and it was just really epic Um, (laughs) and there have been times when the music has just completely blown me away as well so they're the standout thing so far.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy, uh, actually going through some of that storyline. And you don't really, uh, sometimes you forget, but this is actually a pretty adult story. <laughs> like, it has some pretty... It
1: gets dark. Yeah. It has moments because, like, for example, I had a moment where um, the Domans, I think, were refugees, mm-hmm. and we were looking to get them... An audience in order, I think. uh So, I oh no, we were bringing them to Revenant's Toll for them to move in with our new base. Mm-hmm. And it was a time where I was like, oh, you know, you can go play with the. like I felt like I was babysitting. I was like, I've saved the world about five times at this point, and I'm babysitting right now. I had to like go play hide and seek with these kids. And mm-hmm. then the first kid that I found, I was like, you are literally out in the open, right? What is this hiding space? Mm-hmm. And then the kid said, oh, I'm really good at hide-and-seek. I managed to hide from the Garlayans, and I was like, <laughs> oh, fair. oh, like, it just randomly yep. has, like, a dark turn, and I was literally okay. flaming the child for being mad at hiding, and then they just hit you with that, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's dark. Like, there are some really dark themes sometimes, and they just throw it out there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh... Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen does that. And you don't you just don't expect it for some reason. You feel like you're just in this fantasy world where everybody's just being yeah. nice and oh magic and robots and some little yeah. war things and then oh oof, that's rough. Uh so good luck. <laughs> good luck going through. Because
1: everyone keeps telling me and I'm like, Oh god Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: I yeah, I am you know, I I absolutely uh I'm gonna to have to bring you on again at some point when you're done and further through the story, just to get your impressions. Love you. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it is, it is rough. Uh, it's a rough journey. Well, I mean, it's it's a, the, again, I don't it's the think the best
1: th- journey. It's the best it journey. Like anything has ups and downs.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there is so much to talk about just in the story overall. Uh, and I, you know, getting your insight into the raiding uh, is going to be really exciting too when you get to that point, um, because even doing like the raiding as you're going along through uh, the story and everything else is like a whole nother thing to talk about because you start to understand the aspects and the evolution of how the raid got to where it is now. Uh, I don't know if are you even going to watch. I, I, I don't even know if. It,
1: is you know, it the documentary of the making 1.0 into 2.0? If you
0: if you like done to know more about the developers, yeah, 100%. You
1: I should watch that. Very much want to give that a watch. So apparently I should complete Heaven's Ward and then watch it. So I'm resisting mm. the urge. I don't know.
0: Then. I don't know how much is boy, well, is it before Heaven's Ward? I can't remember if it was before or after mm. uh, chat window. I've been really
1: good at keeping me up to date with like, okay. right, this is a good time to do things. So I can't remember. I think it was after Heavensward because there was some light spoilers.
2: Mm.
1: I could be wrong. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, I, I really want to see because it. It, to me, it's surreal. Like they complete. I knew that they remade the, ge- the game and it was called a Realm Reborn because they basically mm-hmm wasn't happy with the original game or people didn't like it and they just completely remade the entire game and they wrote that into the law like to me that is such an amazing thing that they mm-hmm. actually rebuilt the whole game anyway like because sometimes like you should really suck up your ego to be like right this thing that i've created isn't good no one likes it we need to completely rebuild it basically yeah. and like, that's such a surreal thing and they've made such an amazing wonderfully loved game so you know it was worth it so watching a documentary about that would be so interesting they did it before Fortnite.
0: (laughs) they did it before Fortnite did their thing uh where they had the meteor over on the side and then it like slowly did its own thing uh and they did a lot of stuff to show show thanks for people who even tried 1.0 like they have cheap subscriptions for life uh basically everyone who played
1: 1.0 yeah there was some um so one person came up on my uh, stream and they had like a tattoo and apparently that's something that 1.0 players have and it's an extremely rare thing on their character mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah i saw like a tattoo and that was really cool i was like wow i didn't know that like mm-hmm. you better get like a permanent tattoo on you because you played back then like and
0: cool. they were in the credits i think too right <gasps> yeah Yeah, there was a
1: big credit section of 1.0 players yeah
0: yeah it is insane uh and again this journey has been going on forever now we're past the point of that like that's ancient history now we're in the we're one of the top mmos out there situation which is crazy to think of as well uh it's not like a wow killer right the the, nothing's really well maybe the new riot mmo i don't know uh we'll see how that works out That's scary. Are you gonna try the Riot MMO when it comes out? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm very open to stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that is as gonna long as you be
1: maintain that many MMOs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is gonna be a crazy uh, situation when that comes out because it's really one of the first ones. Because wow, its success came from, of course, the huge fan base beforehand, and then making a world people can go and explore that uh, that game and basically. Uh, in an MMO Uh, and Riot has that with their MMOs too if they pull from one of their worlds uh, they will have a huge fan base to populate that game and at least try it out and it's going to be a very very well received MMO I think.
1: Yeah and it seems like they're very gameplay driven as well because they're not under pressure from investors let's say to rush or release it at a certain time they have mm-hmm. that financial freedom it seems so they can yeah. really just be gameplay first and just be a passion project which is what you would hopefully want everything to be right but
0: yeah
1: fun stuff somehow
0: yeah uh but i don't know if we have to worry about that for a while because i haven't heard anything except for that it exists and has been worked on yeah right?
1: i think it's a long time in the works it might be a while before it comes out we've got some time
0: that's some time you can p- complete the story hopefully with final fantasy 14
1: <laughs> yeah maybe we can finish final fantasy C before the riot mmo maybe that's enough time i don't know
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh all right well i mean we it's almost been two hours by the way
1: oh my god has it
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i didn't even notice this is like it's just final fantasy in general it's like oh i've done a 10-hour stream how did this happen and we've been chatting for two hours like yeah.
0: it's crazy <laughs> It's crazy. No, this is this has been a wonderful conversation. It's been great to meet you. Like I haven't for those that don't know, I haven't talked to OK Mage outside of a couple of messages before this show. Uh so this is our, our first real interaction here and it's been great to get to, to know you a little bit more. Uh and I you know, I was thinking I could get you on the, the next world race Final fantasy 14 but then i don't know where you'll be spoiler wise and everything else i'll let you figure all that stuff out for your It'd be so stuff. funny
1: but this sprout is now going to explain to the audience what's going on i will tell you guys what's happening for a change
0: you know what's really interesting <laughs> uh i discovered this kind of with putting this world race stuff together it's great to have people who aren't familiar with it with people who are familiar with it and then mm. questions get asked for the people in chat that aren't familiar with it, and they get explained by the expert that's with it. So yeah, it's not a bad thing not to know everything about it. Uh, and with experience with, uh, you know, final, you know, WoW and the World Race, there's lots of correlations, and there's a lot of people who would be watching who would have a perspective similar to yours. And so mm. trust me, <laughs> it would be yeah, important. it's by. just
1: like, Final Fantasy race and raiding has become so much bigger now, which is honestly great to see, especially for all you Final Fantasy players. Like, it must be so good that, one, there was that initial uh, leap where everyone was playing Final Fantasy and it brought so much attention to mm-hmm. Final Fantasy and it really launched it um, more than it already was. And then recently, like the race to world first in Final Fantasy and raiding is really becoming popular now. So yeah. it must be so good for you guys to see that. How is. big is it coming?
0: It's surreal. It's surreal for sure. Uh, we're not at the point of eSports level of wow, uh, unfortunately. But I mean, it, it's starting to not work yet. that way. It's You can see some area. And I think in 7.0, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a lull. But 7.0 is going to be, like uh, I think, a pretty huge deal uh, for the world racing and just rating and everything in general. Uh, so that's why all this stuff coming up in the next year is going to be super exciting to follow. Uh, because, uh, yeah, a lot of people are starting to notice <laughs> that it's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. I think uh, the
1: last race was huge, wasn't it?
0: It's pretty big. I mean, like, yeah, it, it was uh, definitely the biggest production I've ever put together uh, before. Uh, I didn't fly anyone anywhere. So that, that was the, the good thing. It was all remote. <laughs> so that that's the good up. thing
1: about lockdown and COVID. This yeah. Remote working is uh, normalized and easier, I suppose. Yeah.
0: But maybe one day we'll fly people out like Echo and Liquid and all of them and have millions of dollars (laughs) back (laughs) in. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean, the amount of effort that goes into these events is crazy. I remember watching um, one of Echo's podcasts of production and they were talking about how they had a 3D model workup of the venue and they worked out the angles of the perfect position of the cameras and sound i was like oh my god the level of detail that goes into these things is crazy
0: yeah real real heavy duty major esports stuff uh
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Final Fantasy might break into that market at some point. But right now, we're still doing our nice little community thing where it's working out okay <laughs> with the remote stuff. But we'll see. Like
1: it's, it's, it's really getting huge now, honestly, especially after the last one. Like, There's somebody who doesn't really look into anything Final Fantasy. I was aware that the race was happening. So mm-hmm. yeah, it must have been very well talked about.
0: And it's insane because the race happens 24-7. It's not something that like goes off. <laughs> all right is it like everyone wakes up raids for 16 hours and then eight hours of sleep which is kind of something that we were expecting oh it my was God, you guys sub- have
1: global release as well <laughs> global
0: release and the fact that not everyone that is streaming is doing a one well, 100 get world race we have to wake up be there right when the servers come up it's let's raid for four hours go to sleep for eight then wake up and then they are playing and advancing and they might be looking at strategies from the other team and they're like advancing mm-hmm. so it's this whole like permanent cycle of constant like race content and it's ultimates are a a crazy thing savage is going to be a little bit different just in the fact that it could be being before any team needs to go to sleep but that's always like the determining factor does the team need to go to sleep or not uh before it gets cleared and so we'll see and that's going to be the last kind of bigger race before we have like a break until the next expansion i think there's probably gonna be some smaller ones like with other content coming out but not the rating scene really uh, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, but that all being said, uh, before we go off air, you know, I want to give you some time here. Is there anything you want to say or talk about or go over or anything? I know it's getting kind of late where you are now too, and so you're probably getting maybe tired, unless if you're a D chain gamer like all the rest of us. <laughs>
1: It's taken every bit of willpower not to play Final Fantasy off stream. (laughs) I'm like, now I'm like, I haven't done my scratch cards today. I need to go into the golden saucer. (laughs) (laughs) What time is it? Oh my God, gate in six minutes. Ding dong. Um, No, right. uh, (laughs) Right. I, no, I just want to say that I just want to have a cringe moment and be like, just thank you for how much I've been embraced by the Final Fantasy 14 community and how welcoming and generous and amazing they've been. And this has been the best couple of weeks of my life, and that's really sad. I'm having a cringe moment, but yeah, I just can't believe it. I've never had this much fun and genuine enjoyment, and just, I don't know. <laughs> Trust me, it's I not just, a cringe moment. <laughs> everyone's just been so amazing, and yeah. they've given me everything, and yeah, I just want to say thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I can let you know the Final Fantasy 14 community is very happy you're here. Uh, so, <laughs> take that with what what you will. Uh, they're they're an amazing bunch of people. Of course, you know you'll you'll find the ones that will uh, that they, 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 you realize they're not as friendly. But it's just so they're drowned out.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> so, everywhere, though. Yeah. You're always gonna get people that are just yeah missing the vibe check Because Tataru would say, "See, yeah. my version of Tataru is a valley girl. And she lives her best life." Yo, oh yeah.
0: You know what? i see it i see it
1: <laughs> thank you yeah right reach not a northern smoker all right no <laughs> <laughs> she is a valley girl <laughs> oh yeah
0: i could 100 percent see that uh, but yeah it's been great having you on the show today too so thank you for giving me some of your time uh thank, thank you here. so much for yeah. having
1: me on i was so honored when you asked me i couldn't wait <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: weird to me, Uh, but no, I just love talking to people and I'm glad that I could uh, get a chance to just learn more about you and have everyone else kind of learn a little bit more about you too, Uh, because uh, it does sound like you'll be here for a while.
1: (laughs) uh, Yeah, you guys have stuck with me for a while, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, but, uh, that all being said, we'll definitely try to bring you on when you get a little bit further in the story, just to get an overview and a recap of that stuff. And then it, depending on what the situation looks like, you got to open invites at a world race if you want to come on for a little bit to talk about it. Uh, so I, I don't know how you feel, but of course, I'm sure oh people God, would be I excited
1: for Oh my God, i love be so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least come on and just talk I'm for a little I'm like bit.
1: a kid in a candy shop, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> it's so much fun to see that stuff and to see it on stream yeah. and then see how they figure it out and talk about it. And it's just, there's four fights with the Savage. So you got the first two that will be done pretty quickly. Then the third one, which will take a little bit longer. Then the fourth one, which will have a hidden phase at the very end, which is always uh, fun to watch. So you'll see. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start uh, signing off. We'll find somebody to raid. So stick around for a moment. And uh hang out for that raid afterwards guys uh but you've all been great here in chat we'll be back next week i don't have that show completely lined up but i have some ideas and i'll announce that a little bit later within the week about what that'll be uh you guys have been fantastic and uh you know one thing that you have to do while we're signing off is you have to wave and say bye we have to do that at the same time so it's like really really oh, cringy ready i failed
1: already okay no, no i okay. ready
0: all right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>